0: You are listening to ninety point six Great FM. I'm Jerry Bambi, and this is the news. First, we take a look at our main headlines. Federal government extends resumption deadline for ASU. Prime Minister Chinedu Nabo woo's South African investors on the foreign scene. Protests continue against the government in Ukraine. And in sports, Arsenal moves top of the English Premier League. We have details of this and more in just a minute. Please stay tuned. federal government has said it is extending the deadline for striking university lecturers to resume work on december 9th. executive secretary of the national universities commission nuc professor julius okodje revealed this in abuja when he said government decided to shift the deadline after it received notification of professor festus iai's funeral rites slated for between december 5th and 7th iai former president of asu died on November 12, 2013 in an auto crash in Lokoja on his way to attend the association's meeting in Kano. According to Okoje, the decision is also to avoid a situation where government and ASU would have to deal with the ultimatum during the funeral of the former ASU president. He said the directive had been communicated to the various universities' governing councils and the vice chancellors for homeward transmission to the academic staff. Minister of Power Professor Chinedu Nebo has called on South African investors to invest in Nigeria's fledging power sector. Nebo, who made the call when he received a trade and investment delegation from South Africa, stressed the need for both countries to forge a stronger strategic business partnership that would be a model in Africa. He said Nigeria was willing to tap from South Africa's expertise in the power sector especially how South Africa was able to generate 40,000 megawatts for its 43 million people. According to the minister, it was worrisome that Nigeria was still struggling to generate between 5,000 megawatts and 6,000 megawatts for 160 million people. He said Nigeria would need to generate 40 times more power to meet up with South Africa, stressing the need for all stakeholders to support the federal government's power roadmap. The senator said it will explore all legislative options to ensure that members of the executive respond to invitations from the National Assembly Senate adult Committee on Shopee while reacting to the failure by the Minister of Petroleum Resources, Mrs. Desani Alison Maldweke, to appear before it. The chairman noted that Alison Madweke in gave reason for her failure to appear before the committee nor sent a representative. The Minister of Finance, Dr Ngozi Okonjewela, was also scheduled to appear before the committee on Tuesday, but informed the committee that she was representing President Gulag Jonathan at a global fund event in the U.S. The committee said it had approached the leadership of the Senate to bring the matter to the attention of the president. With the 2015 elections not far in sight, electioneering is expected to gain momentum in the coming year 2014. Our correspondent David Taylor in this report takes a look at party politics within the Lagos PDP ahead of the
1: polls. The year is gradually rolling to an end, about to usher in a new year set to be of significant importance to the 2015 general elections. It is many believe that political preparation will increase within the parties as they strategize on getting to power or retaining power come 2015. The ruling party, the PDP, is one that says it is hoping to get the people's mandate to govern Lagos in 2015. Some party chieftains at the Second Joint Arno General Assembly of Lagos PDP Youth Vanguard and the Women Vanguard say the governance in Lagos hasn't been people-oriented. Bayer Williams, a former leader of the party in Lagos, is quick to admit the existing rancor and disharmony within the party both at the state and national levels. appeal to the members of PDP in Lagos to allow PDP build the alternative chosen by the grassroots. Because without unity, we can never be the alternative. We must give Lagos State, this time around, an opportunity to have a choice. We have refused to give them that opportunity for 16 years. And that is why I said, the fault is not from Lagos State, it's from us. We must try and give Lagos State alternatives. Let them choose. Meanwhile, governorship aspirant of the party, Olabi Salis, speaking on the year ahead, believes there is hope for the nation and the party in general. The best way to measure performance is the ability to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor. And that's why you know, the government they will task the rich people to support the poor people. Uh, so when I say bridge the gap between the rich and the poor, in human needs. So if you take the needs one by one. Let's take the health sector, for example. Will you say the Lagos state has performed? Obviously, no. Because for me, if I get sick, I mean, I can afford to pay for private medical, you know, practice. I mean, many of us can do that. You know, there are a lot of poor people. They need that public hospital, you know, to be able to bridge that gap in that health needs. So, in Lagos State, in the course of the so 12 years, twice doctors went on strike. At one, almost three
0: months, thousands of people. That I know, people who died. The reporting: The Federal High Court in Lagos will on February 18, 2014, begin substantive trial of 11 fishermen charged with pipeline vandalism. The accused are standing trial on a four-count charge of conspiracy, vandalism, stealing, and unlawful possession of petroleum products. The case, which was adjourned till Wednesday, December 5th, for the prosecution to call its first witness, could not hold due to absence of the judge. The judge is said to be on official assignment. Meanwhile, the accused are still remanded at the Ikoyi prisons because they are yet to meet their bail conditions. The court granted them bail in the sum of two million naira each with two shorties. The United Nations Children's Fund, UNICEF, has said the worsening sanitary condition in Nigeria was responsible for the spread of diseases in the country. UNICEF say about 100 million Nigerians lacked access to sanitary toilets, while the federal government say 2,771 cases of cholera epidemics was reported this year with 124 deaths. UNICEF Chief Sanitary Water and Hygiene Officer Kanan Nada described the situation in Nigeria as very critical and worrisome. He said sanitation and toilets are fundamental human rights and it's possible for everyone to earn it, while condemning deaths recorded from diseases related to open defecation. Minister of Communication Technology, Mrs. Obambala-Johnson, says that the guidelines for the Nigerian content development in ICT were targeted at achieving 50% local content in ICT in a few years' time. The minister said this while making a public presentation of the guidelines at the 2013 Nigeria conference. Johnson said that there had been an appreciable increase in the number of homes and public places with computers and access to internet services. She said that the guidelines would provide a good platform that would facilitate the transformation of many local ICT companies into larger and strategic companies. The minister stressed that the use and adoption of various information and communication technologies in Nigeria had witnessed Unprecedented growth over the past decade. We go on a quick break, and the news will be right back. The federal government has given its nod to the move by the Federal Inland Revenue Service (FIRS) to strengthen non-oil tax and, and revenue collection. Minister of Finance Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala said the approval was to strengthen non-oil tax and revenue collection because the federal government's drive to strengthen the economy through non-oil sector was yielding results. She said this was meant to plug the loopholes in the system. The minister also said the approach would see the tax to gross domestic product currently put at 7 percent, increasing to 22 percent. She stressed that the new strategy would see an international firm providing technical support for non-oil revenue enhancement and capacity building to the FIRS the firm according to her will target the 65% of registered corporate taxpayers who had not filed returns in the last two years and now to business. European Airlines have said it is important to have African Airlines serving the African people and connecting the continent to the world. General Manager of European Airlines, Solomon Yadita, said Ethiopian Airlines and other African Airlines are contributing to the economic growth of the continent. Yes, I can say that Ethiopian Airlines and all the other African Airlines are contributing in a huge way for the economic development. Uh, So it uh, supports the economy with employment, uh, with uh, transporting passengers, goods from any part of the world uh, to Africa and from Africa to the other part of the world. He said the airline provided hospitality to its passengers and flies to more than 45 destinations across the world. He also said the Enugu International Airport will help open up the southeast and environs to more business opportunity. I'm sure uh, from Enugu uh, all the south-south-east, they can use that advantage and go Uh, from Inugu to the rest of uh, the world. The Director General of Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, Ms. Aruma Ote, has said about $5.4 billion has so far been invested in the Nigerian bond market by foreign investors. She said huge foreign investments in the Nigerian bonds were a demonstration of the confidence investors had in the nation's economy. The SEC boss, who said this in a retreat in Abuja, explained that the inclusion of Nigeria's domestic bond markets in Barclays' Emerging Market Bond Index, as well as its admission into the JP Morgan Local Currency Bond Index in October 2012, had put the country's local currency bond markets within the radar of foreign investors. She said prior to the admission of the federal government bonds to any international bond index, foreign investors' holding of Nigerian bonds. Was approximately 1.2 billion dollars she pointed out that even nigeria's treasury bills which had been popular among international investors were equally positively impacted by this development and now to the foreign scene ukraine's parliament has debated and voted on a no confidence motion by ukraine's opposition this is coming after more than a week of street protest but the hope of protesters who chanted outside the parliament were dashed as the government defeated the move for a vote of no confidence. The vote extended the most serious political confrontation in Ukraine since the Orange Revolution of 2004, but Ukraine's embattled President Viktor Yanukovych evidently felt secure enough to fly out of the country, leaving behind a nation divided.
1: Lead goals from Nicholas Beth and Theo Walker spared us their splashes and kept them top of the Premier League in a 2-0 victory over Cardiff City as tried-to-rivals Manchester City and Chelsea also won on New Year's Day. The conclusion of the congested festive schedule saw a tired display by the Londoners who looked set to draw a blank for the second straight home game before Bethna bundled home in the 88th minute and Walker wrapped up the point in stoppage time. United Wars continued as the champions were beaten 2-1 by Tottenham Ospo at Old Trafford, their sixth league defeat and fourth at home this season. While rival City briefly went up after subduing a battling Swansea City 3-2 away, Chelsea beat Southampton 3-0 on the road and Liverpool won 2-0 at home to All City. Arsenal with 45 points from 20 games take 1 point clear of City two points ahead of Chelsea in third, with Liverpool a further four points off the pace. Everton's Linton Baines converted at-a-time penalty to rescue a 1-1 draw at Stoke City as the Merseyside team dropped to fifth,
0: Tim and Newcastle United stumbled to a 1-0 defeat at And that was the news on 90.6 Great FM. But before we go, we take a recap of our main headlines. We told you that the federal government has extended the resumption deadline for ASU. We also told you that the power minister, Chinedu Nebo, is bullying South African investors to help the country's power sector. And on the foreign scene, protests have continued against the government in Ukraine, where thousands are demonstrating against corruption in government. And in the English Premier League, Aston has moved top of the table. And that was the summary of our main stories. My name is Jerry Bambi. Please do join us again. Thank you for listening.